Poetic Properties is a complex creation brought to you by Infinitely Complex Production and sponsorship with Peacefully Flawed Apparel, where we believe that no matter the darkness, you have the opportunity and ability to get to the light. Thank you for tuning in to the Poetic Property Podcast. I am your host, Complex, the poet, father, author, and entrepreneur. Uh, glad to be back for a second, a second consecutive week after being gone for so long or having a break. Um, still trying to get things in order um, emotionally, mentally, work-wise. Um, I got to move soon. Um, it's just it's so much stuff going on. I found out there was another death in the family. So just really a lot going on, you know, per usual, really be trying to just avoid a lot of stuff so that, you know, I'm, uh, how can I say, just so I could just maintain, you know. Uh, My therapist suggested that I get a dog, and I meant to say it last week. Um, I got a miniature poodle named Cinnamon. Um, She's in studio with me right now, so she started bugging understand she's only two months and she a wild child right now still you know getting the hang of training and stuff like that but so far um it has been a very interesting experience uh, because people who know me know that i'm like very terrified of dogs like um which my therapist does know so that's why the suggestion was to get a smaller dog um which i did so it's it's going good uh just trying to get her potty trained trying to get her fully crate trained and stuff like that uh i made a rookie mistake and was allowing her to sleep freely um woke up in the middle of the night the other day and like it was my room was tore up and not actual furniture and stuff like that but just papers books was just everywhere on the floor uh but you live and you learn um you know dealt with it and you know I'm, i'm learning uh just like anything else in life it's just like it's my motto patience purpose order right so um handling that dealing with with work work is starting to get frustrating again um not for any other reason but it's just the end of the year and you know it's just a lot of changes it's the end of the fiscal year i'm sorry um so it's just a lot of changes and you just got to like deal with the assignment changes over and over. Um, you know, and with that comes a lot of error and it's just kind of difficult because, you know, they don't see it that way. So luckily I have a supervisor now that, you know, she's, she it's not a personal thing for her. It's more so like, you know, right is right, wrong is wrong. Get over it. Let's, um, let's keep it smooth like don't don't make it a personal issue stuff like that uh she reminds me of um my coach from high school crutch how he used to tell us you gotta have a short memory good or bad like so that you are able to to stay balanced and stay focused to um complete the task that you are given and so that's something that i hold on to and i'm I'm grateful to you know have my super that i do you know at this current state you know even though like i think she like this makes my 24th or 25th change in, in leadership in 10 years. So I don't know if that's good or bad, but it's it's kind of frustrating um, because everybody have different styles and stuff like that. But yeah, just been trying to kind of get back in order this week, still wanting to be in that mental space that, you know, I was on the island because it was just so peaceful. Like, it really, really was. Like, I can't even, I don't even know how to explain it. And again, maybe because I don't go on vacations or I don't I do not do anything for myself. So that break, um, it's like, it's everything to me, right? That break was everything to me because that was the first break that I had taken in a long while. Um, but kind of getting reacclimated back into my day-to-day, uh, I had I immediately started back on my 10, 11 hour shifts or whatever, whatever. It was crazy. So, which I'm still back on, you know, working six days a week, just trying to get back, um, situated from that financial hit that I, that I took at the beginning of the year. Like, it's just, it's, it's so crazy. Right. And, um, 
the pressure of of life is kind of getting to me if i'm if i'm being honest the pressure of uh people not understanding when i say people i mean like uh i don't let me not say people don't understand inflation is kicking my ass as you guys know you know i don't i don't get child support um for the boys and you know rent raises gas raises uh groceries and stuff like that and you know the 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 help that i do get from uh the county it's it's sufficient to them but we already know how that goes i'm not complaining um because any assistance is is appreciated but it gets kind of frustrating because you kind of depend on them you you get to a point to where you're depending on them and stuff like that for me i like i'm new to this like i haven't i haven't personally had to do this or um let me say my personal i was uh, I personally was too prideful you know, uh, I tried a couple of times, they denied me, and then pride just took over, and I never tried again. So this is new to me, like, actually getting any type of assistance um, and in any type of manner as a result to, you know, my household. But, like, I get frustrated depending on it, right? So that's why, you know, I'm back working six days a week, um, looking for a second job just so I can put myself back in, you know, the position I was in, like, maybe a year ago or so. Um and just knowing that's on my back, um, you know, and the kids are getting to the age to where they're driving age and stuff like that. It's just a lot of frustration, just a lot of, of back and forth with myself mentally of the, the job that I'm doing and or not doing, trying to trying to make sure that I don't do them a disservice, but also trying to stay focused on me having a life for myself and not so much stressing myself um, or overly stressing myself to try to to do things in a way that is just not necessary at this time. Um, and it's just, I take it week by week. Y'all know that these mental health checks are uh, are these rundowns of my week is my way of getting it out of my head, getting it out of my heart so that, you know, I don't let it, um, so that I don't let it take me out. Right. I noticed that in, in, I notice this anytime I have to take a break from creativity, whether, um, it's not, it, it's me not doing the podcast or me not, you know, working on things for the store. I noticed that, my emotions get compounded and it creates like just uh this dam of me just uh, uh, of sensitive type feelings right it's a fly in here again y'all so y'all know how that go for me so if you watch this on youtube my apologies um but it's like a dam of emotions that just just run through me when I don't when I'm not able to um, when I'm in that fog for whatever reason depression hits for a long time right like whatever two months three months four months but then when that's over it's an overload of that feeling like you got a lump in your throat like you want to cry and for me I just like wish it just was together like let me be you know if I if I have to deal with the depression let that be the thing that has me you know wanting to cry right not let me go through the darkness and then come out feel like all right cool sunshine and wind blowing let's get to it and then now I'm emotional now I'm overwhelmed um at the slightest things and that's where I've been, right? Like, cause I wasn't, I, I, I didn't do the pod for I don't know how many weeks, but I just couldn't. Like it, like it really got the best of me. And then, like last week, for whatever reason, like everything made me feel like I just wanted to cry. Like, and it was just like it, it, it good or bad. The slightest frustration made me like it just, it was overwhelming. Um, and I don't know what that's about, but it's a cycle that I go through with whatever's going on with me, right? And I just, I really hope that this is not 
the rest of my life type thing. I hope that there's going to be a moment that, you know, I'm able to just be like at peace with whatever, you know, whatever it is. I know that I'll always miss my my daughter. I know that I will never forget her. Uh, but this emotional roller coaster, I hope that it, you know, gets on an even playing field, uh, uh, even playing, and, and it just it, it's able to just stay there. And then I'm able to just have the thoughts necessary for me to to just maintain. You know, it's it's really difficult. Like I, I tell you guys all the time. Like it's it's important that we're able to understand what we're feeling, talk about what we're feeling, not be ashamed of what we're feeling. You know, so that we can just live healthy lives. I'm 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 a big proponent of getting it getting it off your chest in whatever uh, way that you can. It doesn't always it doesn't have to be a creative way. It doesn't have to be like I mine is poetry, this podcast and you know my apparel store. Like that's how I get the emotions out of me. Right. But you know, it could be, you could do that or I also do therapy. Um you can just do therapy. If you have a good group, you can, you know, you can chop it up with them, but it's imperative that you allow some of this stuff off of your mind, off of your chest, so that you can breathe. Right? I was I was listening, um I was listening to to Tidal. I have my little R B mix going on. And Lauren Hill, uh, when it hurt so bad, came on. And I've heard this song a gazillion trillion times. Uh, I almost know, you know, that joke word for word, that entire, you know, the miseducation of Lauren Hill. Like, I know the album word for word. And that song had come on. And if you know me, like, I've heard it a million freaking times. The song is... How can I say? The song has always hit me because I'm an emotional person. I love being in relationships. I love loving. I, I, I've been hurt a lot of times, right? So I've only looked at it as a love song, a, hurt, a heartbreak song, right? And it's, it's essentially when you are giving someone all of you, everything that you have in you and it's not being reciprocated and as i'm listening to it the other day like i I was really emotional you know thinking about old friendships and you know relationships where i felt like um i had given my all like i was doing the right thing and it just struck a nerve because i'm just thinking like how certain things were not reciprocated and it it started making me feel the way but then I'm like, like I always, I always took the song literally, right? And I only applied it to the romantic aspects of, of life. And then this particular time that it was playing, like I really was, I was bugged out. The chorus hit and it was like a, 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 a shot to my heart. Like a, a rush of adrenaline hit me because as I'm listening, like it's the, the chorus is simple. When it hurts so bad, why does it feel so good? That's simple. For whatever reason, that touched me on a, on a very emotional but a very mental, uh, mental level. The pain that we go through when it's a consistent thing and we are used to abuse or we're used to aggression or we're used to pain... And it's it, the consistency of it will make it feel good to an extent. It's a drug like you can't. There's no way for you to let that go. And. A lot of times without us realizing. That pain sticks with us through adulthood and we we what I'm learning is and and this is this is my opinion we we 
going through the pain that we have, the regular traumas that we go through as kids, the discomfort, um, if you've experienced, you know, some other craziness of your life, death, hurt, pain, um, chaos in families or friends, or when you experience it on a consistent level, we grow up and we have this, uh, this self-defeating personality disorder. Um, and it's, it's also called a uh, masochistic personality disorder. And what it is, it's a, it's a personality disorder in which individuals persistently and characteristically obtain gratification or freedom from guilt feelings as a consequence of humiliation, self-derogation, self-sacrifice, wallowing in misery, and in some instances, um, submitting to physical heartless acts. Think about your relationships and, and how you process it in your mind. Think about how um, you get bored with too much peace. Your mind tells you that, you know, oh, something's wrong there. Things are going like like things are going too smooth. It's, it's almost like this. And this is this is the best way that I can explain it. You'll be in a relationship. And you'll be talking to your partner and it goes both ways. You'll be talking to your partners because we love toxicity, right? We're built on that. We're raised that way. A lot of us don't know how to handle comfort, peace, and love, truly, right? You'll be talking to your partner about something, and you'll be telling them a story, or you'll be reminding them or something, and again, both ways, your, your girl would be like, oh, you must, be, you must be talking about another girl. I don't remember that. But it's like, just because you don't remember it, why is that Why is that your statement? Also, on the flip side, a guy would be like, oh, you, you must be talking about another dude. And it's like, why do we immediately jump to that joking or not? Because jokes have like a lot of jokes have the truth in them, right? And a lot of us, even though we're quote unquote joking, we really, we, we feel like that for whatever reason with no, re with, with no reasoning as to why we feel like that. And it's because we create this masochistic disorder to where we gotta have that toxicity. We have to have that pain. That pain feels good to us. And if we don't have that, we feel like the relationship is over. Right. If we don't have that chaos, if we don't argue, if we don't, you know, if we don't have this aggression, it feels like there's no relationship there. And we we're, we're seeking that. And instead of trying to escape the, the pain, we adapt our minds. We settle our physical being, create uh, tolerance. And instead of trying to avoid it, we live in it. Like we love it there for whatever reason. I said last week. The moment that I was like, I don't own like this no more. Like for whatever reason, I feel uncomfortable here. I feel uncomfortable arguing all the time. I feel uncomfortable trying to make it a right and wrong. Uh, I'm better. I feel so uncomfortable there. Like I just want to worry about me. I want peace. I don't. I don't. I, I want units and not comparison. Right. In a moment, I start really seeking that life got so much harder because now I have to rebuild my tolerance for life, for real, the life that I want. Just like, you know, you don't just get immune to getting whoopings. You just get so many of them and it's just like, all right, one day it's just like, fam, that's not going to work. You don't get immune to argument or you don't, you know, you don't get over arguments. You just get immune to them. It's just like, all right, cool. You for like you learn how to. uh to adapt to the tone of people's voices and you're able to you're able to to shut it off like i'm able to hear like as a result to my kids right my oldest is 17 my youngest is nine i am able to have super what i call super dad ears or i can mute them they can be in my face talking 100 on 10 and I can mute them. Not because whatever they're saying is, is not important, whatever they're saying is, is not interesting. I'm just saying because I'm so used to the chaos of them talking loud or talking at the same time or yada, yada, whatever, I can mute them. 
also I'm a very protective parent. I don't want my kids hurting themselves unnecessarily. Um, so it's like, start, like right now I'm, I'm down here, they're upstairs. My ears are very sensitive to them. So if they cough, if they sneeze, I can hear that because I live in it so much. And that's how we are with pain. And that's how we are with chaos. And a lot of it is unnecessary because we weren't taught the opposite, right? Like, think about it. It's always learn how to fight, learn how to fight back, learn how to defend yourself, not learn how to love, learn how to be peaceful, learn how to de-escalate. We don't learn that until we get and start getting into altercations. And then now it's too late because that's ingrained in us. We got to fight for this. We got to fight for that. And that's just how we we apply that principle. We, we apply the fighting principle to altercations, to parenting, to uh, our relationships and our friendships. We got Somebody got to be right. Somebody got to be wrong. I understand life is about balance. But living in that space of chaos is unnecessary. And we have to, to stop having that idea of, I know this hurts, but man, it feels so good. Like, I've been in so many things, and again, it's my podcast, it is what it is. Like, I have a a, a, a pain kink. It is what it is. Like, the, like when my, like when I start bruising and stuff like that, like, it like it, it feels good to me, right? Because I've, I, I've been bruised up so many times, physically, emotionally, mentally. Like, you get to a point to where it's like, oh, shit, I, I like it here. Not because you genuinely like it there, but you've been there so much and that's where you are more comfortable at. And that's how, that's the thing that I'm trying to break. That's the thing that I'm not trying to allow my kids to step into that idea of um, stuff hurting so much and so bad and us going through this and that. Um, and then I'm like, all right, cool, that's just what it is. And we gotta, like, we just gotta have this feeling towards this. Like, we get this false idea that it creates strength. And that, that's something that I, I really, like, I had to understand for myself. Like, tolerance and strength is two different things. Like, we really be feeling like the more we endure, the, we, we, we somehow, it makes us greater than other people. And it's like, no, you're just you're just gaining tolerance for that, because at the end of the day, yeah, I overcome I overcame poverty, overcame crazy relationships, overcame health issues and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm strong. But when when my mind is not occupied uh, uh, with the overcoming, I'm still dealing with the trauma that poverty left. I'm still dealing with the trauma that the health issues left. I'm still dealing with like I could be in the greatest relationship right now. Right. And as long as that relationship is active, as long as, you know, we're doing things and communicating and all that, it's good. But when I'm sitting by myself and triggers and, and it happened and those, those, those traumatic experiences pop up, I still had to deal with that. So am I, am I stronger or am I able to mask it in front of people better? Like we had, like, I don't know where that came from that, you know, it, like you get strength from it and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, you, you, you gain tolerance to it. You gain, you gain uh, a, a way around it, a way through it and stuff like that. But it's still there. You still, I heard, I heard a guy uh, say the other day, um, uh, some, it, it, I was watching a clip. I don't, I don't remember if it was on TikTok or Twitter, but, um, the guy was asking him about, because he had murdered someone. And he was like, the dude was like, no, nah, I'm scared for real. He said, but my thing is, I'm so scared, I can't, like, I'm scared of you killing me, so I got to kill you. He was like, I'm not tough. He was like, so when people talk to me in a certain way, it's not like, I'm not tough. Like, he's like, you know, uh, his, his grandkids and, you know, nieces, nephews, stuff like that. Like, they've always... Uh, connected with him because they see how loving he is they see how much peace he has so he was trying to explain to the guy like nah don't ever don't ever get it twisted some people are really built that way like this is just the life that i'm a, that i'm gonna live but some people 
it's it's a second nature thing of I know that's where you gonna take it, so I have to try to take it there first, right? Then I make him stronger. He even said, ever since that moment, he said, I don't care the toughest person that sticks with you and that changes you for the rest of your life when you have to take it there, regardless of if you just build like that or you're defending yourself. That's just what it is. And that's something that I'm trying to get my my kids to understand as I'm trying to understand it. Like, I don't want to be I don't want to be in that space of I got to fight every day. I don't want to be in this false idea that I have to keep living check to check. I have to keep going through breakup after breakup. Me and the kids have to keep arguing. I have to keep arguing with a partner. I have to keep going through financial stuff. I don't want them to get the idea in their head that that makes them stronger. I know a lot of people right now in, in that season of, yo, God, I'm not your strongest soldier. Like, quit playing with me. Because you, you again, you you get in these these spaces and people want to motivate you and you're just like, keep going, keep going. Be honest then. Motivate me with honesty. Don't tell me I'm going to get stronger. Tell me I'm going to let me know, hey, you're not going to get stronger. This is always going to hurt. Every single time you lose money, it's going to hurt. Every single time you go, uh, go through a breakup, it's going to hurt. Every time you lose a job, it's going to hurt. It's not going to make you stronger. It's just going to make you better ways to, 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 to keep your money or not to make that same mistake and stuff like that. Like, like we got to start being honest and it, it don't know. It hurt. Yeah, it does. It hurt. It don't make me better than you. It hurt because I still have to deal with it. It doesn't matter. Like, oh, it's like, oh, it feels so good when you know you went through it and you fought for it and stuff like that. Yeah, it does. It does. But start talking about what it feel like when you sit down and you can't sleep at night because you in this nice house and stuff like that, but you have a night terrors of what you had to go through and how many times you had to go through it to get to that point. Like, that's why I don't have quote unquote relationship goals. I don't have financial goals. Like, and what I mean by that, like, I'm not looking at anybody on social media around me, like seeing what they have or whatever um, and being like, that's goals. I'm trying to break that, 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 that idea of pain uh, has to feel good. Like it hurt too much for me. Like, nah, I'm not, I'm, I'm not tough. I'm not, I'm not that tough. I don't want to be that tough. I don't want to sit here and lie and be like, oh yeah, it hurt. But you know, you know, I can handle it. I can't handle that. I'm telling you right now, breakups take me out. I told y'all two years, the woman that I, like I was madly in love with two years. I've cried over jobs before. I cried over not making a sale before. Like I'm, I'm, I'm emotional. I'm not one of them. Like I, I will, I will fight for my kids. I'll fight for myself. Like uh, I'll do all that. But I'm not one of them. I'm not gonna sit here and 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 be the person to be like, oh, this pain feels feels so good. No, I don't want that. I don't. Uh, sorry, miss me. If I could, if I could. If I could bypass the pain, I would. I really would. But we've we've gotten to a point as a society, as people, that we're just so used to it that it's just normal for us. We see so many school shootings. We see so much death. We see so you know so many you know abandoned animals. We see so many people being evicted. So many homeless people and stuff like that. And we're used to it, and it, it doesn't shock us anymore. And I'm not saying everything should be like a, a, a surprise factor, and we should be out here bugging and, and, and creating additional chaos, but it should, not be, uh, it should not be so much calmness with what the world goes through on a day-to-day, with what families go through on a day-to-day. Like, we shouldn't be, we shouldn't be comfortable with that, but we are. Because we're used to it. We're mentally, we're, we're used to seeing it on TV. We're used to hearing it in music. We're used to going through it ourselves. And it's like, that's what it's supposed to be. And so a lot of us are stuck. A lot of us are in a space to where it's like, look, I don't know no other way. I got to struggle. 
like I gotta keep doing this. I I, I have to just stay here at this job and not try um, another job or not try another thing to add, you know, add to the job. You know what I mean? Like I'm good at the job that I do. If I could do that job like by myself in my own company, I would love it and make, you know, make the same, if not more, I would do it. Right? Because I love the I love the job itself, not the company, not the people in the company, but the actual thing that I do, especially when I'm getting to, you know, help patients and make it um, make their life a little bit easier. But you add the, the, the corporate America part of it, you add the low pay, you add the, you know, the, the salary is not raising as fast as rent, as fast as food, as fast as gas. And then there's the frustration because now I have I can't focus on work now. I can't give this job 100% because it's not making ends meet. I now have to go look for another job and another job and another job and, and do this and do that. And it don't work. But we comfortable there. Right. Like we we we're so we're so brainwashed to an extent like we envy people who didn't experience the struggle that we did. Like we sent we we judge them. We judge people who didn't experience poverty. We clown people for having two parents and it be and they have healthy relationship with their parents. We we get frustrated with people who had uh, uh, access to better materials, clothes, homes, right? And I get it. Me as a me as a black person, please don't mix the two of the 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 struggle that black people have went through to just be. That's not what I'm saying at all, right? I'm saying overall today the envy that comes, especially when people of color and black people have healthy parents, they're joked on. When they may have had a little bit of money, you get clowned for that. Their home is a little bit better than yours. You get, you, you get judged for that. Oh, you didn't have to go through nothing. You didn't have to go through this. And a lot of people don't know them as the households that be, that be tore up on the inside. I know so many people who had what I assumed, what I thought, what TV told me was a perfect life. And then you get to know them and you realize they was getting their ass beat behind closed doors. You realize they, they, they mom is on dope. They dad, an alcoholic and stuff like that behind closed doors, but they present themselves very well. And it's like, yo, that like, like, would I rather have that or would I rather just have noodles every day? Would I rather have that or or have to to just like my, my thing to, just to deal with roaches? You see what I'm saying? So you don't know who struggle or how they struggle, but yet we have this idea that we gotta we we have to be envious of them people. We have to try to knock them down a peg. And it's just like at what point do we say no, that's that's not the that's not the move. Like, it, it's not the move. Like, when the pain gets hard, when, when it gets harsh, and it gets, and, and it, you know, you know, you get that feeling, that's not the time to quit. It's not. One thing that I, that I learned um, in my parenting life, one thing that I learned in my health life, finances, and stuff like that, when I'm going through for real, for real, right? Nobody's coming to save you. Nobody. I don't care how you slice it. Uh, like, I can't even say unless you're a millionaire or, or whatever, because I see so many people that, you know, somebody in their family, you know, is well off and they struggle. And the idea is like, I worked hard to get here. I shouldn't have to help you. And to an extent, I understand that. Like, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm definitely not one of the people that feel like if one of the people in the family make it, now you have to take care of everybody. I'm very much so you treat people rich or not according to how your relationship has always been. If we have a relationship to where we give money to each other back and forth when we was poor, when you get rich, I, I, yeah, I expect that. If we have a relationship to where we share clothes, understand if you get rich, I'm coming to share your clothes. If we borrow each other's car, if you buy a fire car, understand I'm, we're, I'm coming to borrow the car. 
But if I'm always rude to you and we don't really talk for real or anything or, or we don't have a relationship like that, like if you get rich, you just got rich. That's that's tight. I have a lot of people that I know in my life from my childhood that I know personally that got bread that don't belong to me. I'm not judging you for 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 making it. Right. But society will have you feeling like, oh, they supposed to take care of the hood. They supposed to do this. They supposed to do that. And it's like they worked hard to get however they got to where they got to. We just have to get out of this idea that they have to struggle because we struggle. They weren't comfortable in the struggle that we are. And we, we oh, you a punk. You left. You did. No. The people who are stuck living in pain on purpose stuck living in chaos on purpose because they're afraid to be bored with peace they weren't the punks i don't care how you slice it and again this is something that i had to learn as i start experiencing life for myself as i start removing myself from people uh people's opinions and and stop seeking so much advice before i went through it myself like once i start going through it i'm like oh okay cool Did, like nobody coming for real Not only no, is nobody nobody coming, you have to stop running to help. You have to. You have to assess the situation a little bit better. Because, again, you giving off your stuff that you might need. You're giving your resources that you might need for you. And we say, oh, I got a loving heart. I got that. And it's like, I understand that. But nobody's coming for you. Right? And I know that sounds like I'm, I'm saying be selfish. What I'm saying is you got to be uncomfortable with helping people sometimes, with just helping in general sometimes. And what I mean by that is you have to be uncomfortable in a sense of what I do that for myself. Am I doing that for myself? So why am I rushing to do it for anybody outside of me? I always used to talk about being selfish properly because you you grow up having to share. That's your brother, share. That's your sister, share. That's your cousin, share. You're at school, share the toy. That you you couldn't say mine. Nothing was yours as a kid. Right? And so in turn, you grow up and that's part of it. That's part of that disorder to where it's pain and giving. It's pain and giving and giving and pain. You're taught to share. You're taught to endure pain, period. Really think about that. We have to make ourselves uncomfortable. We have to go against the grain. We have to start understanding that we don't need to be in pain all the time. We don't need to be arguing all the time. We can be in healthy relationships without arguments. We can. It's possible. A debate is not an argument. I'm talking about the stupid, petty stuff that you learned on TV or you see going on on TV. And so you like, oh, well, I want that type of energy in my household and stuff like that. Nah, you don't. You shouldn't want that. That shouldn't be a thing that you aspire to be. Right. But again, until you stop being comfortable in that pain, that's how your life is going to be. You're not going to understand what real love looks like. You're not going to understand what a real job looks like. You're not going to understand when you're financially stable because you're going to be constantly looking at other things. And this is how they did it. And this is how much they have. And I want this. And it's like you don't see what's going on behind closed doors. You're not in their therapy session. They acting like they don't go to therapy. They acting like their life is good, but you have no idea what's going on. Like having that understanding that nobody is coming for you, like it it helps. It really it it, it really does. And not saying you know, and, and let me not say it like that because a lot a lot of people do have strong support systems, but to a to a certain degree, it's just like they're they're not gonna be able to help you with the thing that you need help with. A lot of people will help you in the way that they see fit to help you not how you need to be helped that's why for me like i don't put that burden on people because it's like if i tell you how i really need help you're not gonna do it not because you probably don't want to but because it's those thoughts that go through your mind you might like if i if i need five thousand dollars right now there's nobody i can call right there's nobody i can call not because i don't know people who have five thousand dollars but 
is something that comes with it. If I needed advice right now on, on relationship stuff, right? Because no one knows 100% of how my relationship life is, it's like I, I don't have nobody to call. You can't help me how I need to be helped. You know, sometimes it's because of me, but sometimes it's just because you don't have the, the, the capacity in your heart to help like that. Right. So for me, it's like I'll rather figure it out myself than ask someone and, and make it an uncomfortable thing, because it's like I don't care how you slice it. If I say if, if, if you say, yo, call me if you ever need anything, but you don't specify what anything is. And I call you like, yo, I need this. And you're like, no, nah, I, I can't help you with that. Now it fractures the relationship because you said anything. And to me, it's anything. You see what I'm saying? So I'm willing to, like, I'm willing to help, and I know this sounds weird, only to the degree that, only to the degree that I'm willing to ask for help. Right? So mentally, I have a financial, I have a financial limit that I'll help people with. Because my ego won't let me ask for help past that amount. It's certain things in my head, like, like, I just have a limit on it. Because I wouldn't do you like that. I wouldn't fracture, like, I'm not that comfortable, you know, in that, in that space. But learning that and having that on top of my, my mind, like, nobody is coming. I, I don't enjoy the pain. I don't sit there. It doesn't feel it hurts too bad. I, it does not feel good. I make sure not to get settled in it so that I can continue to move forward. I said before, it sucks. That pain has to be the thing that push you over. But I feel like. You got to force yourself, you got to force yourself through the pain to get over. And listening to that song, it just bugged me out because I'm like, no, no, it don't feel good. It doesn't. And so I'm like, how do I how do I make sure that I'm not sitting here in this? In this pain, enjoying it, like what is the best way to do it? And it's like the things that I've been doing, like I said uh, a little bit a few minutes ago. When I'm not doing this podcast, when I'm not sitting at my computer, you know, um, making different items for the store, when I'm not writing poetry, all of my emotions get bottled up. All of the chaos, all the mental stuff gets bottled up and compounded. And I'm just like a ticking time bomb. Not like I don't lash out on people because I just like I told you guys last week, I just chill. I'd rather just not talk to anybody than to allow myself to um, explode on anybody. You know, like, I, but I, but one thing about me now, and I'm proud of myself for, when I feel it, I'll tell you. Like, I'll give you that warning, and, and, and I'm saying warning not as in warning you like I'm going to snap on you or whatever, but I'm very, I'm very clear on my phrasing of what I'm saying. Hey, look, I'm going through it right now for whatever reason. My emotions are very high. I'm very uh, sensitive. Like, I just have this urge to cry uh, just in general. Like, nothing's happened. I don't want to say something to you that makes you feel like you did something. I give that warning so that either you can just stop communicating with me in that time frame or that time, or you understand that, like, you're, you're, entering a space with me that I'm emotional in. So don't don't say or do no shit that's going to trigger those emotions. You see what I'm saying? And so I'm very I'm 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 big on that because I don't I, I already don't like a bunch of people. I already don't have a bunch of people around me, but I make sure that the people that I do trust around me and in, in my in my for real for real friend group, like I like I make sure that I'm very open and very clear with them about what's going on because I don't want to lose that. Like it already took me too long to get there. So um one of the ways for me that that helps me, like I said, doing this podcast, um you know, my therapist, 
just being able to to get it off my chest. So it was like uh, find a therapist or a coach to help you pinpoint things from your past that may be self uh, self defeating and destructive. Sometimes just being aware of your triggers could jumpstart your mind uh, to relive the said trauma just long enough for you to find a way to defeat it. Like, remember, I told you guys, I stay in that mental purgatory of where my traumas and my triggers are, right? And every so often, I get, like, it's, it, it, it's so much going on in there that, like I said about the kids, I'm able to drown it out. I'm able to see that thing that that I'm able to see that thing that's priority, that thing that's creating the heaviness, that thing that is creating the most pain, the most insecurity, the most chaos. I'm able to see that long enough to pull it out and say, all right, I got to focus on breaking this down. Sometimes you need help seeing that. Sometimes you need somebody to be able to call you on your shit so you can get out of that thing that 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 comfort uh, comfortability of pain. With that, you have to manage your anxiety. When you start to make changes in your life after settling for so long, anxiety kicks in along with paranoia and guilt. You feel like not allowing people to continue to abuse you and treat you unfairly is somehow hurting them. That's why we keep running back to chaotic situations, to toxic relationships. That's why we keep allowing things to happen to us at work. That's why our friend groups are trash and we never say nothing and we just stay there and we be the friend that just sit in the corner. Because we're afraid of that change. We're afraid to get out of that. We're afraid to say, yeah, not, not this ain't it. Because why? Time. Oh, I've been cool with you for 10 years, five years, a year. I've been with you in a relationship for five years, teen, and you get comfortable. And it's like, I'm, I'm so scared to see what's on the other side of that. I'm so afraid to have to start over. Like, we just, it, it's, it's sad, it's sad. And I've been here. I've been here. The chaos and the pain makes me feel seen. It's the only way I know how to be seen is to stay in the argument with you. It's to stay in the fight with you. And not walk away and not and not speak up for myself and not say, hey, this is wrong. I don't want to do this. I feel like this should be better. That's how I feel seen. Right. Because that pain that I went through as a kid, that pain we go through as kids, and it goes unchecked. The chaos we go through as kids, as teens, it goes unchecked. We become adults and we feel like that's the only way to feel seen. Because think about it. No one really says anything to you. Like in sports. Either... You are a champion and you get attention or you get hurt and you get attention. Because when you do good in sports, you're supposed to do that. You practice hard to do that. Like, think about that. In school, you're supposed to do that. It's easy. You're just reading a book. you just, like, you, you're supposed to study. Like, think about that. Think about, like, for me, right? Uh, elementary, junior high, I was top notch, right? Top notch. Tenth grade, no, yeah, tenth grade. I think is I, when I first got on probation ever for grades, and it seemed like the world had fallen down on me. I feel like the dumbest kid in the world. You got, you can't play your sport. You can't do this. Like it, crazy. It is the weirdest feeling in life when there is no chaos for real. You do not know what to do there. So you stay there. 
You stay trying to be with the cool kids, get in trouble. You stay doing things that are borderline dangerous. You stay, you know, all right, we can fight at any time. Like, you stay in there because you don't feel seen when, like, when I was in the band, I didn't feel seen. When I was just, you know, A, B student playing my trumpet, I didn't feel seen. So what do I do? Become friends with all the bloods, start hanging out with them, start drinking, start smoking, like uh, get back in football. Like now I'm seen because it's chaos. It's bravado. Right? We have to be able to, to get out of that. We have to be able, I said this before a few weeks ago, we have to tackle our inner, uh, our inner critic. You got to tell yourself to shut the fuck up sometimes, like for real. Like you put in so much work to change, to be better, to do things differently. Your inner self be on bullshit for real. And it make you feel, you make you feel less than. We are our biggest fucking haters, bro. For whatever reason, we start feeling like once we start changing, once we start trying to do positive things, like you don't know how many times I set up the, the room to do the poetry and I'm going ham. I'm like, I'm really getting it in. And then I'm like, ah, nah, well, it looks crazy because I'm doing it. And I'm doing it inside of my house. You know, everybody else are going to perform at venues and stuff like that. Like the value of my words differs from me recording it and giving it to y'all than me actually going to tell people the same thing live right it's stuff that like i i do for the store right i'll do it and i'll make it and to me it's, it's super duper fire i'll put it up for sale for like two seconds and before i even say anything to anybody i'll take it down because like i'm hating on myself Because I like that feeling of, oh, I, I gotta, I gotta persevere. I got like it, it's too easy to do. Like, no, if it's easy, let it fly. Poetry comes easy to me because of the 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 life that I've lived. The way, like I've been blessed with a gift. Like I am nice. I am I am top 10 spoken word artist. Try me. But my inner critic tells me I'm not, I'm not good enough. My inner critic tells me your store is not going to do good. Your mission is not a good mission. I know my mission is good for real, though. We got to get out of that ourselves as, as human beings, as people. We got to just make sure that we understand, like, yeah, it's certain things. Yeah, check yourself. Yeah, that, that's not it. That, that one, you, you failed on that one. But everything... We got to get in a position to where we are encouraging ourselves more than we are trying to tear ourselves down. We got to get those thoughts out of our mind that people have placed into us that we're no good, that we're, 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 we're not effective in what we are trying to do and who we are trying to be. We got to get out of that. With that, you have to take personal responsibility. You have to. That's something I'm very big on making sure that I'm taking responsibility for the things I need to. I make sure that I'm taking charge of my emotions, feelings, and my actions without blaming nobody. I don't care. I don't care. I have to get in touch with my anger about things that happened to me in my past. I got to find constructive ways to express it. I got to focus on, I have to focus on this, not because, I have to focus on this because I wasted a lot of years wanting people to see the harm that they caused me. And I lost so much sleep over wanting that. Like, I was stuck in just wanting people to know you hurt me and this is how you hurt me. And then I started having hella health issues, hella emotional issues, hella trust issues. And I start realizing why you need that. Hold yourself accountable for your account your, the things that you need to hold yourself accountable for. Take responsibility for the things that you said that you've done. Hard stop. I used to find myself, but 
but they did, but but if they did, did, but they did, but they did, they said that. All right, cool. They did say that. Yeah, it hurt your feelings. But what you said? What did you do? How could you How could you have had uh, uh, have remained who you say you are in those situations? Yeah, we all have a tipping point. We all, you know, have this thing in our mind that we have to defend ourselves and stuff like that. But for me, the moment I started holding myself accountable for only mine, I don't let people like like. I don't care what what story people are telling about me right now about anything that we ever went through because I was there too. So I don't occupy my mind of what you might say about me. I don't occupy my mind with what you may add to the story to make you look good or better or whatever. I don't occupy my mind with that no more. What did I do? What did I say? All right, bet. Okay, could I have said this different? Yeah. Was I right in that situation? Yeah. I stand on it. It is what it is. That has allowed me to see clearly the things that have affected my life from from what I've done. That has allowed me to not be comfortable with pain, uh, with with staying in pain. That has allowed me the strength to say, "Yeah, this hurts," and "Oh my God, this is this is something that I don't want to feel and I don't want to be here." It has given me the strength not to sit in that space. Um, and when you are able to come to realization of, um, or not realization, when you are able to, to, to come to the place where you can truly hold yourself accountable and only you, that's when you um, can start to grieve your past. And I told you guys before, grief is not just, it's not just death. And we have to stop letting people tell us that it's just death. We have to stop letting people judge us for grieving other things, right? We've been through so much in life, childhood trauma, beef with your, your parents, your siblings, broken relationships, lost uh, opportunities. Like, stop holding on to that. Allow yourself to grieve. It happened. Like, if we've been honest and we're being literal, literal grief is a natural response to loss, period. That loss doesn't indicate or that it doesn't indicate death only. If we go on by that, every like if we go on by the definition of it, everything is a death that you once had and you no longer have. It's the emotional suffering you feel when something or someone you love is taken away. Often the pain of loss can feel overwhelming. You may experience all kinds of difficult and unexpected emotions. But understand this is normal and very healthy. We have to stop this idea that we can't cry. We have to stop this idea that we can't hurt. We have to stop this idea that we're supposed to just deal with it. We have to get to the point where pain is not the deciding factor for growth. We have to strive to reach a level of understanding that we can see when our path has been altered. We so we we're so blind to the fact that pain is not the deciding factor of who we are. Pain and chaos, it can't be the only thing that creates a decision to move you. You should be able to serve a purpose positively and still be able to move forward if need be. Period. You're not meant to be everywhere all the time at all times, and we got to be okay with that. It's just saying that, say, if it's not broke, don't fix it. And this indicates that things are smooth, and like I've said before, perfection breeds complacency. So you got to know yourself enough, believe in who you are, and catch your own rhythm so you can know when to move. You have to. It's imperative that you understand that. Like, it's, it's too much going on in life. You have too much in you that needs to get out of you. You have too much greatness in you that, you know, you got to serve your purpose. We all here for a reason. We all here for, for a good time, not a long time. We have to understand that.
We got to find out what we're here for. We got to, no matter who says this or that or who believes in us and who don't, we got to believe in uh, ourselves. We have to. I want you to understand this. Don't allow pain to be your peace. And don't let peace blind you from pain. Realign yourself the best you can, how many times you can. And just understand that no matter the darkness, we have the opportunity and ability to get to the light. What's going on, y'all? Thank you for tuning in to the podcast. Head over to www.peacefullyflawed.com for your Poetic Property merch. Please, please, please get you a copy of King's Collective, which is a book of poems uh, written by me. Also, the second coming is uh, of our Yes, uh, Second Power is available over there. Again, PeacefullyFlawed.com. Um, also, download Good Pods app. It's a great app for podcasters and podcast listeners where you can actually get real-time connection to your favorite podcast host. Um, if you want to donate to the podcast, it's also a tip jar over there. Um, if you want to donate to the business at all, you know, overall, you can head over to our Twitter page, The Complex, and it is a tip jar over there. Again, www.peacefullyflawed.com for all your Poetic Properties merch um, and all things complex. Remember, we have to go through something to get somewhere, and I'm glad you all done it with me.